0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous' a vision for you Big Book study. My name is Russ M. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is August 31st, 2020. Today we are reading from the Big Book into action, page 82, the second paragraph. If we have no such complication for one paragraph, today's readers are. Theresa M. for the 12 Steps, Kim T. for 12 Traditions. The readers of the text are Jane S., Jennifer C., Alison L. Our newcomer readers, Susan S. H., and second hour host is Matt J. F. So the reference numbers for yesterday, Monday, August 30th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 17,654. One seven, Six, five, four. The 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 17,655, 17,655. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovered from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members, we are self-supporting through our own contributions
1: Good morning. Hi, I'm Teresa M and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. And these are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others 10 continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong promptly admitted it 11 sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with god as we understood him praying only for our knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out 12 having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be of service. Have a good day, everyone.
0: Thanks, Teresa. Now, Kim T is gonna read the 12 traditions for us.
2: Good morning, Kim T. 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there's but one ultimate authority. directly responsible to those they serve 10 overeaters anonymous has no opinion on outside issues hence the OEM may never be drawn into public controversy 11 our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of pre- <clears throat> excuse me at the level of press radio films television on, and other public media of communications 12 anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for letting me be of service. I pass.
0: Thanks Kim. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and nature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes singleness singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months there's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic this meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what we read we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one on mute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book and into action, page 82, the second paragraph, reading just that paragraph, starting with, if we have no such complication. So I will ask Jane S to start us off.
2: Thank you, Ross. Good morning. My name is Jane S. I'm from New Hampshire and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. If we have no such complication, there is plenty we should do at home. Sometimes we hear an alcoholic say that the only thing he needs to do is stay, keep sober. Certainly he must keep sober for there will be no home if he doesn't. But he is yet a long way from making good to the wife or parents for whom, or parents whom for years he has so shockingly treated, passing all understanding, is the patient's mothers and wives the bad with the alcoholics. Had this not been so, many of us would have no homes today, would perhaps be dead. Ah, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Jane and I am a compulsive overeater and I am just so grateful to hear myself say that today and be able to share with you here. Um, I do need to say this, God please help me to set aside everything I think I know about this paragraph for a new experience with you right now, because I've read this paragraph a lot over the last 12 and a half years of my life. When I came into this program, the mother program 12 and a half years ago, That program led me to this program here, and I've tried for 12 years to get it, and only this past year have I finally uh, surrendered to the point where I can read this paragraph and share with you my experience. So what I'm seeing and hearing this morning is the part that says, only thing he needs to do is to keep sober, and that was for me in the beginning all I needed to do. And then God, as I started to find God and God came into my life, Well, God was always there, but I started to be able to tap into God. I realized that I had to change everything. (laughs) And I, you know, I I was the wife. I was the parent. I was the mother. I was all of it. I was a single mom, and, um, you know, my home was a mess. And uh, so today, what this paragraph says to me is that um, for the last 12 and a half years, and especially the last seven months of my life and that the changes that I'm making are are to especially to my um to my boys my both my boys who are out there in addictions, to my grandchildren, to my family, my immediate family, which is extremely small, is a matter of living amends. Um I'm a new woman today, I'm a different woman. God is transforming me into this authentic woman that I can walk today in grace and dignity. And my amends are living amends, and then I can show up today. If I say that I'm going to do something, I can be there. Um, If I take a commitment, I can keep the commitment today. Um, Today, I'm neutral around food and alcohol, and so that allows me to be places that I've never been able to be and be comfortable today. I can be there for my family and for my friends and uh, uh, my sponsor is helping me work on uh, this amends process which I kind of have been resting on my laurels here the
3: past few weeks
2: and I need to really pick up the slack and and continue to move forward because my sponsees, I have two sponsees, they're in their amends process right now so God has me right here where I need to be and I see it and I feel it right now so living amends are huge for me and I have some personal to recommend to go out and do. And uh, my home is a much better place to be today. My children want to be with me. My father wants me to be around and help him. So for that, I'm very grateful. And it's all because of this program. And this vision for you has saved my life. And all I can say is thank you to each and every one of you. And thank you for letting me share today and be of service. Have an awesome day. Ciao.
0: Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. So now we're going to open up the lines of sharing for, on uh, page 82. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day that others might share their experience too. So if you shared yesterday or Friday, please step back with all those to get a shot. Who would like to share on page 82?
4: Wanda R.
5: Kathy J. Okay, Kathy we Jay.
0: got Wanda, Kathy. Stephanie K.
6: Stephanie. Who else? Devorah M
7: Devora M. Who else? Out of time and space.
0: We could take one more for this round. Larry G. My man, Larry, we got you. So that'll be our first group. We got Wanda R., Kathy J., Stephanie K., Devorah M., and Larry G.
7: Wanda, you are up. Star one, please.
4: Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. It's a beautiful sunrise where i'm at um god bless you i um I appreciate what you said um I didn't catch your name i'm 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 not uh totally awake i I just know that gratitude is like something I have to practice, I had a horrible, horrible um attitude um I have a new sponsor um I know that uh i I've been in program for many 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 years, but I know that it's a day at a time I have to accept that I don't know everything my my husband uh you know teaches me um every day something that i have to know he taught me to work to play uh to now it's to accept and uh to to um you know not criticize to be humble don't brag don't be a know-it-all uh don't show off don't compete um and And just like on another level, don't skip a step. Don't cheat because I was a cheater. Um, Don't, don't, um, you know. uh, Anyway, I, I have nothing more to say that I could have, but I hope everyone has a good day, and thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Wanda. We appreciate it. Next up is Kathy J. followed by Stephanie K.,
8: Hi, everybody. I'm Kathy Jay in Illinois. Um, I am a recovered compulsive overeater and uh, grateful. This paragraph, um, even years and years after being in recovery, uh, like the, um, the speaker, I uh, have had a new sense of the program in the last couple of years because I went to the big book and started really studying. But the thing about this paragraph is it's so naive for me to have come in a program and say, oh, I'm abstinent. Now everybody should be okay because I'm abstinent. I'm sober, you know, and, um, and it was a good feeling, but it's not enough. An immense thing, making up for things you did wrong, um, that isn't what it's about for me. It's about in this minute, reading this paragraph, it's about being considerate, selfless, God-centered, honest, and, and that considerate. Um, I wasn't capable of that because I had the obsession of the mind. So I wasn't happily useful. I was obsessed with my wants. And so God of my understanding had to remove that. And by the time you get to nine, you know, you are realizing that, man, the whole place doesn't revolve around me. And I don't have to be constantly thinking about myself, what I want, um, how I feel, what I think, um, all that crap. I can think about other people, and it's in the moment that this happens. It isn't like a long stretching, I'll make up for it as I go through my life. No, right now, stop thinking about yourself. Ask God what he wants you to do, not what I want to do. And God's plan is always better. God's way, even the moment, I'm like, God, I don't even know what to do next year. This, this is such a mess. You know, or the relationships are broken, and God just mends them like magic, like magic. God does the mending. I just do the humbling. It's so, it's so simple. But just dig in. Read the book. This, you know, stop, you know, just let God take over and ask God what he wants for me and what he wants for other people. And the consideration comes, the contentment comes, the happy usefulness comes. It manifests. It does. And even if you're new, you can be considerate to the person in front of you for once in your life.
2: (laughs) That's the way it is for me.
8: So anyway, thanks. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Kat. Appreciate it. So next up, we have Stephanie K. followed by Devorah M.
5: Hi, can you hear me?
0: Yep, perfect.
5: Wonderful. Um, Stephanie Kay, newly in Pennsylvania, um, on the VISION uh, website, I'm listed in Maryland if you want to look me up, um, gratefully recovered nearly six months, um, and I want to personally attest to, well, number one, I did have such complications, um, but the the intensity of the twisting that happens in relationships when addiction is involved. And the statement, certainly, he must keep sober, um, seems so obvious and yet, um, you know, those of us who are in long-term relationships and and, I mean, certainly even our our parents and friends are long-term relationships, even if they're not romantic relationships, a lot of those relationships are built around patterns of behavior that require the addict to stay addicted or at least keep acting the way they were acting when they were active in their disease. Sometimes our partners don't want us sober. Um, because they're not they're not sitting, like the prior person, you know, alluded to, they're not sitting around being well healthy people while we're in our disease. No. Every day that these people are in relationships with us, they're twisting, they're finding a way to cope with being with us. And most people are, are spiritually sick themselves to start out with. Um, and sometimes the twist can be permanent, especially if that other person is unwilling to work on their healing themselves. Um, I've found over these past few months that my um, my changes and my turning towards my higher power um, have pulled me farther and farther away from my wife, and um, it's intensely difficult and painful to hold the line in the face of intense pressure to return to your prior self because that's what's comfortable. Um, And uh, growing spiritually can pull the partner along with you, or you can be pulled farther apart. And the farther apart the pulling is, the more painful and intense the pressure is to snap back. Um, So for anyone who's in pain in their relationship, who's struggling um, with that, I welcome um, calls and um, I appreciate that opportunity to share. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Stephanie. So we'll have Devorah M. followed by Larry G., and then we're gonna take another list. So Devorah, you're up.
6: Hi, my name's Devorah M., Um, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from New Jersey. Um, I've been listening to A Vision For You for about a year now, but this is only my second time sharing. Um, but the paragraph really jumped out at me. Um, I have I was blessed with so many really wonderful relationships, um, even in my addiction, but um, it wasn't until I recovered that I realized quite how twisted my perception of those relationships were. Um, and the biggest amends that I've been able to do to date is with my mother. Um, I had... Very unrealistic expectations of the way that my mother would care for me, take care of me, um, and as i as I got deeper into recovery, I was able to let go of some of those expectations and appreciate what she's able to give to me and do for me, and um, how she shows up in our relationship um, and the relationship has totally changed because I'm able to look at her with gratitude for what she's able to 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 bring to it um instead of um you know all the ways I wish she would show up or all the funny expectations that I have of the um things I wish she would do and say and be um so I'm really um living in this immense process and seeing how beautiful and uh, fabulous life can be when you live in this recovered state and you're not so bogged down with what the world is supposed to give to me and what people are supposed to give to me and what relationships are supposed to give to me. Um, And kind of like turned my life inside out. It's what I can give to others, what I can do for others, what I can be for others, what I can do and be for God. Um, With that, I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Devorah. So next up is Larry G., And then we'll uh, take another list.
9: Good morning, everybody. This is Larry G. from California. And, uh, Russ, I'll always be grateful to you because you were one of the first ones that picked the phone up and called me in May of 2020. And really, your relationship means a lot to me. Um, I I came to Alcoholics Anonymous in 1981, been sober ever since. And I would talk at meetings, uh, very proudly that my children never saw me drink and, um, what a bunch of bullshit! Because I, I, I discovered over the years that there is tremendous collateral damage in, in the family uh, of the alcoholic, the untreated alanon, um, and I believe, I don't believe I know that I have a debt to repay not only to my family but also society uh, for the way I behave. And the, the words, shockingly, I, I'm shocked today after, you know, in, in therapy and. Uh, going to uh, another program that deals with the family of origin um, how I treated my loved ones even um, Thanksgiving 2019 uh, I was in a food coma um, and I lied to my grandchildren and my uh, daughter and my son-in-law and my wife that I was suffering through sinuses and I just need to lay down and they were outside playing and, you know, and having a good time. And, you and, and dad and grandpa was laying on the couch. Uh, I remember waking up, uh, not even knowing where, where I was because of food coma and eating some more. And this past Thanksgiving, uh, I was recovered, um, is a pandemic. We went to a park and, you know, I was there with them. and, you know, emotional abuse is abuse. Um, uh, and I wasn't always present for them. I wasn't always present for my wife. Um, uh, and that's abuse. And today, I'm, I'm 100% present, and I have a lot of ground to make up. Um, I'm not a bad person. I, I'm really a good man. I, I didn't go out intentionally uh, hurt my harm my family, but because of the, the alcoholism, the family of origin, um, the person I married, um, it, it, it was abuse. And today, I continue to make living amends to my children, my adult children, uh, my wife anybody else in my family. And uh, and I, I, I've been around long enough to know that I, I believe that it's not the food that will get me drunk, it's the ism. Um, and I'm going through it right now. Um, but I'm, I have a program, I have therapy I go to, I'm dealing with the ism. Um, and by the grace of God, I can tell you I woke up absent this morning. But I won't, be, I won't stay absent unless I do the work. Um, and so I'm doubling down right now because I'm going through a rough patch. But it's good stuff, you know. It's it. Uh, I'm I'm awake. My brain's been defogged, and I'm getting to to go through this uh, as an absent man. So, anyway, uh, Larry G from California. Um, thank you for all who uh, who are listening, and thank you for those who give service. I'm out.
0: Thanks, Larry. Appreciate it. All right. So we're going to open up the lines for Sharon. We're on page eighty-two into action second paragraph if we have no such complication and if you shared on Monday or Friday please step back so we allow others to share their experience too so who would like to jump on here and share on this paragraph
10: Catherine F.
0: so I got Catherine and Christina one second Catherine Christina J. Who else? Anyone else like to share this round?
7: Heidi L. from Toronto. Heidi? Who else? Excuse me. Barbara P. in Atlanta.
0: All right, Barbara. Let's get another one. Lynn,
11: Lynn Renee from Montreal. Lynn Renee
0: H. Lynn Renee. All right, that's pretty good this. So we got Catherine F., Christina J., Heidi L., Barbara P., and Lynn Renee H. Catherine, you're up. Star one.
7: Star one, Catherine. Hi, sorry. Oh, there you go. You got it.
10: Um, Perfect. I'm Catherine F. I am a compulsive overeater, and I'm gratefully recovering in this program. I have a little more than three weeks of abstinence, and I have to say that the spirit Of this paragraph in the big book is what got me back in. I had had a long, slow slide um, into non-abstinence. And I found myself on vacation with my family. And because I was having my trigger foods, uh, I just wasn't able to be present for them. I was emotionally inconsistent. I was absent I was low energy or kind of overly pumped up and I've been in recovery in other programs for a long time but if I'm abusing food then I can't I can't be present it's like I feel like I wasn't at the injecting heroin state of my food addiction but I was at the beer buzz and a couple tokes place all day long. And so as I've had these weeks of returning to big book recovery from food addiction, I just had this incredible feeling the other day, this feeling of just horror of what would happen if I picked up one of my trigger foods. And that was such a gift to me, such an incredible gift. I was able to get back into OA because of this deep, deep desire to live a living amends, to be present for my family, to be present for myself too, to be present in God's incredible creation. And so. I'm at the other end of this, like not at the state of making amends, but at the space of wanting to live in a place where this kind of harmony is possible. And, you know, I have to put down the food to do that. And what an incredible gift that there are people here on this line broadcasting that message and that for whatever reason, God's grace I was open to it at that moment, and um, and I get to come back into a space where harmony is possible. Thank you. I'll pass.
0: Thanks, Catherine. Next up is Christina J. followed by Heidi
12: L. Good morning, everyone. Thank you Russ, for your service. Christina J. from the state of Washington today recovered. Thank God. I had these complications, and I had them big. Um, my first husband was a pot addict, and I was a food addict, and we were quite a couple. We had two different lives going. At first, there was similarities, because we were young and just starting out, figuring out how to do marriage, figuring out how to be a couple, but we both came from damaged backgrounds, and so the damage came forward into the relationship, and it was a sad 20 years, sad 20 years. Um there was no changing it. There was a cement wall between us by the time I left. And I was not in recovery during that time. And when I got into recovery, I made amends to this man who I lived under the umbrella of victimhood the whole time, blaming him for everything. Um, Blaming him for the no intimacy, for the pulling away from me, for partying with his friends. And uh, I would go and do my music, and he would go party, and I would sometimes get the courage to say, hey, you know, uh, I'm unhappy here. Can we can we go to therapy? Can we do something? And he said, I'm fine. I don't know what's wrong with you, and I would slink away. I didn't have courage, and go back to my room and continue on, So, um, but on the other end of this, I have to agree with the previous speaker here, out of the food, what a gift, out of the food that I can live today with a man that I can be totally present for. And what a gift. No effing eggshells to walk around on. No effing eggshells. I can be totally myself. This is the gift. I remember one time I I was deep in the food, and this man that I'm with, because he started with me when I was in the food, he wanted to tell me some private, intimate things, and I sat there drunk on the food. And I realized at that moment, God showed me, I was not present. I was not present, and a deep sadness filled my gut. I need to be present for the people around me, for my sponsees, for my husband, for the people that I meet that are struggling, for the, for the grocery store clerk that I can be kind to. Um, I must keep sober, or I don't have a home, I don't have a life. And um, I am present now for my mother, who is still an addict, and I don't have to take her personally. I can love her. We had many years of... Uh, not being together, because I pulled away from her, because I was, you know, selfish and self-centered. She went through open-heart surgery without me being present for her. I have a lot of amends to make for my mother, to my mother. So, um, I don't know. I I just can't want to say to the newcomer, this life is a miracle, and you're, you're cutting yourselves off, at the, at the start, if you keep, I did it too, getting back into the food, the long-term recovery is where the gifts start coming and coming and coming as long as we work right. this program. Um, and I'm so glad I don't have to be laying in bed hurting, gaining more and more weight, and I can be present for my loved ones. Thank you for letting me share I pass.
0: Thanks, Christina. Next up is Heidi L. Followed by Barbara P.
13: Good morning world. This is Heidi L from Toronto, sitting on my couch looking at a beautiful morning in Toronto and all of you who come on every morning um, are keeping my place for me, and I am so grateful to you. I have shared at this meeting a few times um, more than a few times probably and uh since this meeting since me listening to this meeting and being on this meeting i've gotten abstinent i've left my fam my husband's home i have built my own home my son has gone off to university my father has died i have cleaned up his mess his wreckage of the past um he left me a lot of stuff to do and as i'm sitting here and i'm going to hand over the keys to his apartment today um, I handled his, I paid for his funeral and his, I don't know, everything around that and uh, moving everything out. And God planned my life for me so that I would have the the resources to do all of this. Um, my brother did call me a meanie. Um, and that's just something I'm going to have to live with because um, I'm pretty sure I'm not a meanie. Um, He also told me I treated him like S, and I just, that's the way he sees it. I'm done. And this next chapter of my life is truly going to look different. A year ago, September, my life was just completely different. Um, I have lost a lot of weight, um, and it's been effortless, and... I've also was on my vacation when I shared with you folks that I was going on this vacation, and I was talking about how God had helped me to get on my vacation and the timing and all of this other stuff. And then I had a giant emotional binge, and we shall. I was still dealing with the fallout of that. Uh, This is me in abstinence uh, with a giant emotional binge, Um, and I need to to continue to live my life on life's terms. To talk to my sponsor to be of service and to get up when I can when it makes sense when I have time in the day because there's just I've got my kid I've got stuff going on Um, but when I have the luxury of this meeting I take it and I'm grateful to all of you and I wish all of us a wonderful 24 hours and a good start to this new chapter of September and the leaves changing and God giving us what we need and what we want.
0: Thank you. Thanks Heidi. Next up is Barbara P. for Lim Renee
14: H. Good morning everybody. Good morning Russ. Barbara P., Recovered Compulsive overreader in Atlanta. Um, you know, when I first get this. A- the sentence had so shockingly treated, you know, Uh, I don't know. I kind of resisted that. Like, I wasn't so shocking. I was just maybe quiet or a little depressed. I don't know. It hits me this morning how tricky food is in a way because, you know, the people around us may or may not understand it as an addiction, so they don't even know why I'm disappearing why I am slowly disappearing. So many people talked this morning, my fellows, about being present. And that's exactly what I did. I just disappeared. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there, but I wasn't there. And, and
4: I, you know, that is
14: shockingly mean. Um, the word mean was just discussed. And I really like that because, to me, it does seem so mean like, yeah, I'd be sitting there. I don't know what, what you're complaining about. I'm just quiet, or I'm just this, or I'm just that. No, I, I disappeared on my family, my friends, um, myself, and I couldn't see the truth. I really thought it was them, and I did until recently. I think recovery work has been so critical to me, this step nine, this step four and five showing me how I disappear, how I treat people badly when I'm in the food, and they don't even know what's happening. Maybe with a drunk, you know, you see somebody laying there in the gutter. They didn't see me in the gutter. I was showing up, but I was missing in action. And that is just so mean, and I didn't know it. I really believed it was them. It was my husband who wasn't paying attention to me. was pulling away from me. Well, no wonder he was. I mean, you know, he had every right to be. I was completely inconsistent. He didn't know what he was getting at the end of any given day. So, you know, I, I just, anyway, it just does pass all understanding in some ways, and I didn't understand it. And now it just feels like a living amends, part of why, you know, what, I don't know, the question was asked recently, What, how do you maintain your enthusiasm over the years? Because I don't want to disappear. I don't want to lose one more food one more day to this food i really don't i don't want to give up one more day and i don't want to do that to my family and yes i did do that to my family i really had to come to that so anyway it's a very sneaky 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 thing we're dealing with and very misunderstood so i don't know i'm really conscious of that today and just grateful to be living in sobriety thanks with that i'll pass
0: thanks barbara Next up is Lynn Renee and we could we're gonna be able to take a few more.
11: But can I can I be heard?
0: Perfectly, Lynn Renee. Go ahead. Oh, you got muted. Star one. Sorry Renee. about
11: that. Yeah, sorry there about that. There you go. <laughs> Lynn Renee, Age from Montreal, Canada. Overeater. Been in the program for seven years and I have twelve days of complete and honest abstinence for everything. not just chipped for seven years, everything. And oh my God, people, that is my problem on this planet. <laughs> How to deal with everything that's standing up. I like cats, I like dogs, anything that crawls, that's cool. But everything that stands up and has a voice, oh my goodness, I have a plan for you because I'm the police of good behavior. I'm the police of how it should be. And because I know so much about my plan that uh, don't dare don't dare look at me and say you you can't change your life. I'm gonna be changing it for you. That's how I used to do it. It's like one eight eight eight, like a toll free number, one eight hundred Lynn Renee. Okay, I'm gonna help you. And um it was really my intention. My intentions were to help, but the feedback that I was giving people and, uh, you know, the really good energy that I was like, okay, guys, let's do this. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of forcing it down, and now I realize it. I realize that everybody else can't be perfect because I'm the first one on the list, and imagine that. My daughter's father passed away on the 19th of July. And last week, I was yelling at him how he didn't die correctly. How the hell can that happen? (laughs) Oh, my God, am I weird or am I weird? And um, that's why I need all of you guys. Because I don't know how to be with people. I'm too much there. I'm not enough there. I criticize. I don't criticize. It's always one or the other. And it's for sure, since I've been so young i don't feel I never feel at my place with people, never especially my parents and my sister and my brother. My brother and sisters are tall, slim, blue eyes, blonde hair i'm short <laughs> fat with brown hair and and brown eyes like what the hell I've never fit in never and um yeah, the wreckage of everything I've done, the smug superiority that I've showed was in fact a way of just not seeing what I was doing wrong and how I was maybe not doing things wrong, but not treating myself with love, kindness, and respect. And I couldn't give it to others. And now six and seven helps me to see tolerance. I am not a tolerant person. Please, God, help me. Please, please, please. And show me how to do it. That's thanks. And that's why I love the serenity prayer so much. Gives me the courage to do things. Thank you so much for being there in your service. Have a nice day.
0: Thanks, then, Renee. So we have time for about I'm thinking about three more shares here with the time and everybody getting on. So we're on page 82. uh, Second paragraph. Uh, So who wants to share on that? We got three. So we got I heard crystal dawn crystal.
15: Shanna
0: C. And Shanna. Let's just, let's do that right there. Shanna C, Crystal P, and Dawn G. So Dawn G, you're up.
3: All right. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Dawn G from Texas. Um, Thank you for everybody's share. I can completely relate to absolutely everything everyone said today. I think what what strikes me here is um, in my living amends, Which is really what I'm all about, because I say I'm sorry for everything. Um, But in my living amends, some things I've had to realize is sometimes that means letting go of relationships. I work to fix, fix, fix. You know, have everybody do as I think they should do. And through recovery, it's it's my living amends have showed me that sometimes I can do my part, but I can see when my part, where the boundary is, and um, you know, it's kind of painful sometimes in making those, and I'm I'm learning to go through a grieving process to let go of maybe my expectations for certain relationships and, um, you know, maybe what my hopes were for certain relationships, but by doing that, it allows me to be present for the people who really need to be and should be in my life, and, um, you know, major codependence here. But um anyway, I, I wouldn't have been able to see that and make these make these right connections if it weren't for this program and uh, and these steps. So that's all I'll share. Thanks, atess
0: All right. Thank you, Dawn. That's some time on the clock there. So we have Crystal P followed by Shannon C.
16: Hi, good morning. This is Crystal P recovered compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. Um, a little less than two years ago, I had gone on a trip with my with my family to Montreal, and um, and at that time, I I thought my only job was to stay sober, and I was looking back now, I see how shockingly I treated my family, you know, I just they were they were I was around all of my binge foods and. And my family was constantly talking at me, and I didn't have my usual quiet time and that kind of thing. And I thought that that meant to stay sober, I could be as self righteous as I wanted to be. I could use whatever tone of voice I wanted to use. I was, I was allowed to be grumpy when our when our meals were delayed or when they didn't take it seriously that I. I needed to eat my food at a particular time or I needed to eat a particular type of food or that we were going to a restaurant again where I had to eat a salad again and that they didn't care about those things. It meant that I could treat them however I wanted to treat them so that I could stay sober. And looking back now, I can see how that I made that entire trip about me just by being grumpy and quiet and sulky. Like this was my dad's first vacation uh, from coming to Canada and I ruined it for him. And when I made my verbal amends to him, you know, um, he he actually said to me, he's like, you know, I was really sad. Like, I was so looking forward to our first family trip. And and I, I was really sad that you were so grumpy and sulky the whole time. You know, and, and I know that that apology, it can't do anything. Like, the verbal amends can't take away what I did. But tomorrow, I get to go on a trip. God has given me the chance to go on a trip with my family to Niagara Falls. And this is where, you know, this line, we're a long way from making good to our, um, our family and friends who we treated shockingly, but tomorrow is one chance for me to make up with my actions for what I did in Montreal because tomorrow when I go, I can be my usual happy, joyful self. I can take care of my food quietly and gracefully in a way that. My family doesn't have to know at all about what I need to stay sober. That's my job and and should not be their consideration at all. But most of all, I can show up and be the daughter that I want to be around them. So this can be a wonderful trip for them. I can go and increase the joy and make it not about me at all or my food but just about being there with them and enjoying their company so it's a wonderful family trip because that's what it means now. I realize now that's what it means to be in recovery. And my, my family who have stuck with me through the worst years of my disease, they deserve that and much more from me. Thanks for letting me share our thoughts
7: Okay. Sorry
0: about that. Thanks, Crystal. Next up is Shannon C.
15: Good morning, this is Shannon C. Um, recover compulsive eater from Tennessee. Uh, thanks everyone who has shared and for being on the line. Um, I don't have a whole lot to add and I, other than just the absolute gratitude uh, for my abstinence today. It's an absolute miracle for my life. Um, you know, uh, reading through this this paragraph here reminds me of when I put the food down. Uh, Like before, when I tried recovery before and I hadn't fully conceded to myself that I am um, a compulsive overeater. and Like this isn't just lip service. Like I had to like really see it Um, because I think for a while I I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a compulsive eater, whatever. But in the back of my mind, there were lurking notions that, you know, Other people may have this thing, but I have other more pressing problems, but this is just a symptom and I'm just getting some outside help from these people. But no, no, it wasn't until I truly saw that I belong here and that I really cannot, no matter how great the necessity or the wish, leave the food alone entirely. And, and once I started eating, I couldn't stop Uh, and I couldn't guarantee you when that was going to happen. And so, Anyway, um, but once that food was put down, then there's left with me and that mental obsession, not just about controlling the food, but about controlling my life, uh, that somehow, someday, I'll be able to control and enjoy my life. Uh, Somehow, someday, I will be able to control and enjoy the people around me, and had no idea that that's just another manifestation of the bondage of self, and um more is always revealed. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us and I'm grateful for that um, God uh, that he discloses that uh, because every day is a day uh, where I get this daily reprieve from the bondage of self um, not just putting down the food. Uh, I've got to be, and through um, living in steps 1011 and 12 truly, um, that is how that bondage of self is I'm able to be relieved from it. Um, I can I can see the defects of character creeping in. I can actually see the insane thoughts happening, and I and it's that point that I'm able to say, you know what, I'm powerless over this junk coming into my head and my impulses, my tendency to react on feeling instead of fact. God, please enable me to to do the right thing, grant me the right thoughts. Um, and if it's truly bothersome, I can call my sponsor, talk about it, change the course, and actually be helpful in a moment where I would have reacted and cause harm. Um, thank God for these directions. Thank God for the power that we gain access to in that relationship with God that we get to have as a result of working these steps. It keeps me abstinent uh, day to day. time. Thanks to all have.
0: Thanks, Shanna. We have time for one more share. Who would like to take it? We've got
7: three minutes on the clock. Don't be shy. Lauren N. from New York.
0: Go for it, Lauren.
17: Well, welcome all. Thank you all. Thank you for your service. Um, Lauren N. from New York, Compulsive Overeater Sugar Addict. Boy, can I relate to, um, you know, Burning bridges and creating havoc in my life—that's part of my DNA. Um, relationships are the hardest thing for me. I can do—I can do relationships with um, my head. <laughs> That's about all. Um, I'm working every single day to make myself a better person and praying that God will help me change and be calm and show up and do what I'm supposed to do to be a better person. Um, I just showed up 20 minutes, 30 minutes too late for a physical therapy appointment and was told they can't take me. And normally in the past, I would have had A meltdown or whatever what do you mean you can't take me blah 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 I just accepted it and I said yep I'll do better tomorrow but who knows I God will help me hopefully do better tomorrow and to be less less of um, not aware of the time of the clock which is what I do when I'm in um, the fog, the fog of change. And with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you all for being of service.
0: Thanks, Lauren. Uh, you're going to be our last share. And uh, thanks to everybody who shared. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour study immediately following the closing. And thank you to everybody who did service this month on Team Tuesday here for the 7 a.m. a.m. meeting. Today's Share ID for Tuesday, August 31st, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 17,660. One, seven, six, six, zero. We'll now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164 followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Jennifer C. please read A Vision for You Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
18: Good morning. This is Jennifer C., Grateful Compulsive Overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order.